on episode 517 of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we meet Thomas DeLauer and discuss mineral deficiencies. You can find the full show notes for this episode at 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash 517. Have you decided you're ready to make a change? To reclaim your health and fitness? The 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is here for you. I'm your host, Alan Meisner. I'm an NSAM certified personal trainer with a specialization in corrective exercise and fitness nutrition. Let me be your coach as you find your way on your health and fitness journey. All right, let's go. This episode of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is brought to you by Pushers. If you've listened to the podcast long, I'm sure you know that you can get a great strength workout done just using your body weight. But that often includes movements like the push-up, the full plank, and various yoga poses that put too much stress on your wrists. Ouch! Pushers solves that problem. The ergonomic design of Pushers aligns the wrist by lifting the area where the wrist meets the hand and stabilizes an open hand position, creating a straighter line between the bones in the forearm, wrist, and hand. There's a comfortable spring-like top surface to absorb shock and deliver feedback to the hands during movement. The shape and the non-slip bottom make pushers a great alternative to yoga blocks. And they stack so they can be packed away in your carry-on bag when you're traveling and using body weight work to get your strength training done in your hotel room. I've found I like them for mountain climbers. The non-slip bottom keeps me solid and the slight elevation puts me in a really nice position. And because I'm not putting stress on my wrists, I can go longer, which makes it quite a great workout. I'm looking forward to trying them on other movements that have my hands on the ground supporting my body weight. Check them out at pushers.com and use the promo code 40plus to get 20% off your order. That's P-U-S-H-R-S.com, yes, drop the E, and 40PLUS to get 20% off. No more sore wrists from body weight training with pushers. Go to pushers.com and use discount code 40plus to get 20% off. This episode of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is sponsored by Organifi. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offers plant-based nutrition made with high-quality ingredients. Each Organifi blend is science-backed to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are organic, free of fillers, and contain less than 3 grams of sugar per serving. They won't take you out of ketosis if that's your way of eating. Your body is an amazing organic machine. The food we eat and drink is information for that machine. This includes adaptogens. These are compounds that balance hormones and help you deal with stress in a healthier way. If you're feeling tired, these compounds will give you a boost of energy. If you're stressed, they'll help you return to a natural state of calm. They literally help you adapt to the stress of life. This is why I'm a big fan of Organifi Green Juice with essential superfoods and a clinical dose of ashwagandha. It helps reduce stress and support healthy cortisol levels. It mixes well with water or your beverage of choice, and it tastes awesome. This has become my go-to morning ritual. Organifi offers the best-tasting, high-quality superfood beverages without breaking the bank. Each serving costs less than $3. Easy, 
convenient, and cost-effective. Go to www.organifi.com forward slash 40 plus and use the coupon code 40 plus for 20% off your order. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash four zero P-L-U-S and use the code 40 plus for 20% off of any item. Hello, Raz. How are things? Good, Alan. How are you today? I'm doing all right. Uh, been kind of busy with uh, the challenge. You know, we're doing the Crush the Holidays challenge, and yeah. that's uh, that's been a ton of fun. I kind of pushed myself outside my comfort zone uh, doing daily videos. I've, I've never done that before. I've done daily audios, and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm very comfortable behind a microphone recording and doing my thing. Uh, but then when I have to think about, you know, okay, how does the lamp behind me look? Because <laughs> yes, I have, I, one, one of you is OCD and had to bring mm-hmm. up, like, fix the lamp for the love of God. Uh, <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> you know, so, but it's, it's been good. It's been a good opportunity for me to push myself a little bit uh, outside the comfort zone that I had. Um, and it's pushing the others, you know, it's one of the things mm-hmm. as we get into the holidays, it's just really easy to just say, okay, well, I'm going to coast for this last, um, six weeks of the year. Um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, yeah, January, I'm going to hit it, but you just lost six weeks to do something different. And so yeah. they're, they're doing things different. They're, they're really thinking through the mindset parts of fitness and health and mm-hmm. they're setting plans or setting structure. They're, they're building habits now that mm-hmm. will serve them tenfold next year. So I'm really awesome. excited about the people that are going through the challenge. And then, yeah, what I'm going to do is in January, I'm going to launch a, a new program because I, I had a 12-week program and it was a really good program. Don't get me wrong. I, I love it. Uh, but it, what I found was that uh, it, that's a long time to be coaching someone on mindset. And mm-hmm. so I'm working to compress that into a six-week program. I'm going to call oh. when at, when at Weight Loss. Um, and then launch that in January. So if you're interested in learning about my weight loss program, uh, it's guaranteed. It's money back guarantee. We're going to talk about mindset a lot. There'll be some standard workouts and things like that that you can do depending on what your fitness goals are. Uh, but we're going to really dive in deep to what makes us overeat, what makes us binge, what makes us go off plan, and what are all those saboteur things that we do and other people do uh, that keep us from losing the weight that we deserve to lose. So if you're interested in that, go to 40 plus fitness forward slash win. Again, that's not 40 plus fitness podcast is 40 plus fitness.com forward slash win W I N. Uh, and you'll see a, a little form there. You can, you can fill out to get on the waiting list. Um, and then we can have a conversation and see if this program's right for you. That sounds awesome. Sounds like a fun program. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm so excited uh, with the Facebook group, you know, it's, it's, it's going the, the challenges, the weekly challenges and the different things that we're doing in there. Uh, I'm going to be fo- uh, posting more excerpts, you know, little clips, video clips. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever wondered what it's like to be recording an interview with say Tony Horton or, you know, all these other guys, like we're going to talk about Thomas Delure today. Um, you'll be able to see clips of them on the doing parts of the interview that the, kind of the, what I call the highlights uh, I'm going to be posting those clips in the Facebook group. So uh, if you're interested in seeing those clips and kind of connecting more with what we're doing here on the podcast, go to 
40 plus fitness podcast.com forward slash group. And that'll take you to our Facebook group and uh, request entry. And as, as long as you're cool, you can be a member. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, there's some people who decide to not be cool and, yeah. you know, they decide they want to sell you their services or uh, they want to show you some things that aren't really in our, in our realm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, it's fine. You know, there's, there are groups for that. There's people that are interested in that, but uh, that's not what we do. What we do is encourage mm-hmm. you. Uh, we give you guidance and help you. Uh, and it's a very supportive, uh, active community for uh, individuals that are looking to lose weight, get fit. And knowing that being over 40, we got to do it a little bit differently than we did when mm-hmm. we were kids. Yeah, that's a great group. That's for sure. So what about you? What have you been up to? <sighs> Trying to get my... <laughs> head screwed on tight as we close out this year. I just, I can't believe the year's just about over. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's going quick. And that's what I'm saying, you know, yeah. for a lot of people to take the, take six weeks off and, you know, they just look at it and say, oh, it's Thanksgiving and then it's Christmas and it's new year. And it happens <laughs> yeah. like that. I mean, like, yeah. like that. And so this is not, you know, taking some time right now mm-hmm. to get into your head and, and have the right conversations about mindset things that have held you back in the past and how you're going to do things differently mm-hmm. and starting now doing those things differently rather than waiting until January 1st. Yeah. Um, join, you know, join the gym. If you're going to join a gym, you think you're going to join a gym. I know that's not for everybody, but do it now, you know, for sure. Uh, don't wait till January 1st when the gyms are just packed with people and you're just a number mm-hmm. coming through the turnstile, uh, go in there now, get familiar, get with the trainer, mm-hmm. learn how the equipment works and then do your thing, you know? Um, but don't, don't wait because yeah. you're losing, you're losing an opportunity, losing days. And, I, and it just yep. drives me crazy. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. I'm already planning out, uh, my, uh, next year. I've got a couple races on the calendar. So just doing my homework right now so that I can start the year off with a bang. So good. Yep. Excellent. Good stuff. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you ready to have this conversation with Thomas on mineral deficiencies? Sure. Our guest today is a fitness and business coach who has blown up as a YouTuber with his videos on topics like keto, fasting, and the topic we're going to dive into today, mineral deficiencies. If you go through spells where you feel fatigued and just can't bring your best, you're not going to want to miss this one. With no further ado, here's Thomas DeLauer. Thomas, welcome to 40 Plus Fitness. Thanks for having me, Alan. Now, I, I've actually been following you for a number of years, watching some of your stuff. Uh, you know, at this point on YouTube, you, you have nearly 2.9 million subscribers, uh, which is uh, over half the size of uh, the country I live in, and uh, <laughs> nearly 1,800 videos. So I, I think if someone sat down and, and sat down and tried to watch your, uh, your whole library, it would it'd probably take them about a year uh, <laughs> to do it, <laughs> assuming they slept eight hours a night. So it's a lot of stuff, (laughs) a lot. And I usually tell people if they're, you know, first coming to my channel, I'm saying like, Hey, just, you know, go easy. Don't, don't binge a bunch of videos because it's just going to, you're going to lose your mind. There's just way too much. And it's, you know, so definitely start small, but no, but the point is you have a library now. And so someone has a question, uh, around keto, around minerals, around a lot of different things. You're worth going and checking out because you're probably going to have a video on it and it's going to be very informative and it's quick. It's not, it's not a 30 minute or an hour long video. It's a nine, 10 minute, eight minutes, whatever minutes it needs to be 
and you just you just boil it down and it's it's very well done and the information's there the research is there so again really good stuff i appreciate the opportunity to have you here no well thank you and it's it's awesome to just be able to have a have a good conversation rather than just talking to a camera <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I get it i get it um you know so we talk about minerals and I, I think everybody generally knows, you know, minerals are a, a, a micronutrient of food that we get from various things we eat. And if we don't get enough of them, sometimes our body um, lets us know, sometimes it doesn't, but we don't perform well. We don't feel well if we're not nourished. And part of nourishment is making sure that we have uh, adequate minerals. What got you so interested in mineral deficiencies? Yeah, you know, the first thing that got me really into it was uh, magnesium, just flat out. I just started reading a lot of the research on magnesium. How I stumbled across that, uh, man, I don't even remember how I stumbled across so much of the initial research there, but that's what fascinated me. And with magnesium, which I know we'll get into in some more depth, but it opened up so many different cans of worms because... I found that, wow, one mineral deficiency leads to another, one chelates another, too much of this one leads to you know, not enough of this one or too much of this one. And it was like this never ending thing. Like, it was just like, oh my gosh, like mineral balance is so important. So I kind of became a little bit obsessed, if you want to call it that. I ended up on you know, the clinical advisory board for um, you know, some magnesium groups and there's some studies, Scottsdale magnesium study. Uh, and then from there, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm sitting in this magnesium world. Maybe this is a little bit biased for me to only be focusing so much on magnesium. So then from there, that kind of branched into, okay, well, what about sort of the uh, ugly duckling of the bunch? Let's talk about zinc and potassium. And so I just realized that as far as low-hanging fruit for what people can do for quicker optimization, uh, better ultimate brain performance, minerals really are that. They are a low-hanging fruit that you can feel almost immediately. Uh, you know, with micronutrients such as you know, vitamins, those kinds of micronutrients, you might feel a deficiency. You might, but it's going to take a little while to fix it. You know, you're not going to go and think, okay, I'm let's hypothetically say deficient in vitamin C. I'm going to load up on vitamin C. It's going to take days for you to kind of recoup that. Minerals. It's one of those things where if you're deficient and you're having an issue, I mean, within seconds of taking that mineral in, the issue I don't want to say is resolved, but is on its way to becoming resolved. And I just love that for someone that has a short attention span like myself. It was like, <laughs> this is awesome. This is cool. Yeah. And, and I, I think magnesium, as, as important as it is, is actually a mineral we don't talk about a lot. We talk about sodium, you know, getting too much, getting too little. Uh, you know, someone starts to get a little bit of a cramp as they're running and immediately it's like, you know, eat avocados, eat some bananas, uh, get your, get your potassium up. But magnesium actually plays maybe one of the biggest roles in our body's function, including cramps. Why is it so important? Well, I mean, first of all, so we used to say it's involved in quote over 350 different enzymatic functions within the body. Well, now that's looking to be more like 650 to 700 and it's probably growing, right? Magnesium is, it is what's called a cofactor. So it is either directly involved or indirectly involved in different enzymatic reactions, which just mean all kinds of different cellular processes within the body. Uh, also involved in different gene expression, meaning allowing us to like, literally live up to our genetic potential. Also find that it's one of the minerals that we are most deficient in as a human population, not just in any one region of the world, but in general. So that really just illuminates the issues that we face with it. And 
So being that it's a mineral that we are generally pretty deficient in, uh, there's a lot of research surrounding it. So is it the most important? maybe, maybe not. But when you look at the data, because it is the most abundant in terms of that data, it certainly looks like it is. So how would, how would I know that I was deficient in magnesium? Yeah. Uh, The way that I usually describe it is the first one's kind of vague. Okay. Uh, Lower energy, right? That's Magnesium is absolutely critical for the formation of what is called ATP, which I know you talk about on your show a lot, but you know, ATP, adenosine triphosphate, what ultimately is the energy currency within our body without ATP, we cannot function. It is required for the formation of ATP. So without magnesium, we slow down the production of ATP. So one of the first things that you feel, which again is vague, is fatigue, you know, general fatigue. And you find that, okay, yeah, my, my brain just isn't firing the way that it should be. I feel like my muscles aren't contracting the way that they should be. I just feel generally sluggish. Uh, although again, that's such a vague one. It's hard to really describe. So one of the other ones I talk about is if you feel like you're more reactive and almost more stressed than you ordinarily would be, uh, that can sometimes be an acute sort of symptom of deficiency in magnesium, or it can even be a more chronic longer term thing. I like to recognize it as more of an acute thing because if it's happening out of the norm, it's one of the first things that you can recognize. I'm personally, I'll give kind of my own anecdotal thing. I'm already a fairly high strung guy. It's just how I'm pretty wired. But if I notice that I'm over the top anxious or over the top stressed, uh, and I like to use the example of like, you know, when you're driving down the freeway and you're going a little bit too fast and you catch a cop out of the corner of your eye and you get that like quick like surge of what feels like almost six stomach acid going into your stomach. And you're like, Oh, oh no, was I going too fast? Like you just get that. Um, if you find yourself having those kind of instances multiple times per day, that's very strong indicator that magnesium could be playing a factor there because it's such an important role with NMDA receptors and kind of what allows a stress response to actually hit a muscle and more than just the muscle, but the rest of our body too. So that's a big one. And then in a side with that, it uh, goes right in line with sleep. Okay. If you're having trouble sleeping, again, magnesium is critical for what's called GABA, gamma aminobutyric acid, which is like the cycle of the brain that we need to be more relaxed, to be able to sleep and to be able to get that restorative sleep that we need. So if you find really those, well, the one other one we can add in there is, uh, is muscle cramping, you know, but that's going to be one that again, as we discuss a little bit more, I think we'll see comes up a couple of times. So it's hard to, to pinpoint. But what I will say is if you're cramping in the middle of the night, not during a workout or not during like an activity, that's usually more indicative of a magnesium cramp versus a potassium cramp, which we'll talk a little bit more about. Yeah. And one of the other symptoms I see with a lot of my clients, when we start talking about their magnesium uh, intake is uh, when they have difficulty going to the bathroom. So if yes. you find yourself a little constipated, uh, actually milk of magnesia, the, the medicine that you would get over the counter yep. to, to clear that up is, is just is magnesium. Pretty good dose of it at that. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. So beyond, uh, wh- what are the ways, because if we're not getting it from the food we typically eat, is this something we need to supplement with when we notice these things? Or is, it, is are there different foods we could be choosing to, to get a better mix of magnesium in our diet? Yeah. So magnesium is one of these, it's quite difficult to get a copious amount of it from food. I actually shouldn't say that you can get it from food, but what ends up happening is for people will, will post little 
uh, infographics on Instagram and be like, you know, top magnesium rich foods. And it'll be like, you know, one ounce of almonds has X number of uh, milligrams of magnesium. How many almonds you would have to eat to actually get an adequate amount would put you at eating three, 4,000 calories of almonds. So it's, you have to kind of weigh these things out. Uh, I would say by far the best food source of magnesium is going to be like dark leafy greens, collard greens, uh, bok choy, these really the deep leafy greens. So the more dark green that you can get, the better. However, um, it is one of those supplements that I feel like because our soil is so just deprived of minerals now, like our soil is just not nearly as rich in minerals as it used to be even 50 years ago. I, I don't like recommending supplements. I mean, I will preface that. Like, it's not who I am. I don't like to say, hey, just go take a pill. But magnesium is one of those that is like makes my list of always in my backpack, always going with me. And remember that the more muscle you have, the more magnesium you oxidize because it's heavily churning in the muscle tissue. And like, I'm a relatively, you know, heavily muscled guy. So I know that how much magnesium I need is different from what my wife might need or different from what a sedentary individual might need. So you kind of have to find your tolerable upper intake and got some ways to kind of determine that we can talk about if you want, but, but generally, yes, I would recommend supplementing it. This episode of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is sponsored by Organifi. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offers plant-based nutrition made with high-quality ingredients. Each Organifi blend is science-backed to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are organic, free of fillers, and contain less than 3 grams of sugar per serving. In our 24-7 always-on world, going without sleep seems to carry a badge of honor. But that's not how your body sees it. Sleep is when all the wonderful things happen inside your body. Hormones reset and the healing and restoration happens. You know how much better you feel when you have a good night's sleep. Getting good sleep is a priority for me. That's why I'm a big fan of Organifi Gold Juice. With ingredients like turmeric, reishi mushroom, and ginger, it's designed to support rest, relaxation, recovery, and repair. It's a delicious and nutritious warm golden tea. I use water, but you can also use milk or a milk alternative. This has become a part of my evening wind down. Organifi offers the best tasting, high quality superfood beverages without breaking the bank. Each serving costs less than $3 per day. Easy, convenient, and cost-effective. Go to www.organifi.com forward slash 40 plus and use the code 40 plus for 20% off your order. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash 40PLUS and use the code 40 plus for 20% off of any item. Zinc is another one that is, I'm not going to say um, under discussed, but it's just something that we, you know, again, when you get into talking about minerals, because there's, there's so many of them, it's, it's one of those that I think is, is actually underrated. It's much more important than we give it credit for. And if you're not eating certain foods, you probably aren't getting enough. Why is zinc so important? Zinc is, yeah, it, I will agree with you that it's, it's very underrated. Uh, zinc is, wow, okay, we're seeing that it's imperative for testosterone function in men and also how, it can, uh, how testosterone can be received by a receptor, which I'll explain in a second. Uh, very, very important for the immune system. 
very important when it comes down to reactive oxygen species kind of regulation, so antioxidant kind of regulation within the body. Um, it's sort of this mystery mineral, right? There, we're slowly discovering more and more ways that it is applicable to daily life. Uh, the amount of zinc that we store in the cerebral cortex portion of our brain is pretty, pretty phenomenal. Normally, you see minerals kind of spread throughout different regions of the brain, not evenly, but just fairly dispersed. Well, zinc is, for the most part, almost all in the cerebral cortex, which is our area of like higher thinking, like the hippocampus. And so it's so, that's very indicative of, okay, clearly we're seeing zinc is involved in some levels of like higher cognitive thought, right? Just higher, just levels of thinking, spatial working memory, everything like that. So just starting to scratch the surface, one of the things that I think is most fascinating about zinc, and unfortunately, you have to kind of tread lightly with how you talk about this, but its relationship with the immune system, okay, there are these things called uh, granulocytes, and these are types of immune cells that when you first have a pathogenic bacteria or anything, a pathogen of some kind entering in your body, these types of immune cells immediately go and they sort of engulf it. They engulf the pathogen. Well, then the next step, what people don't always understand is that the next step involves reactive oxygen species, oxidative stress, which normally we think of as a bad thing. But when we're sick or we're dealing with something, we need a certain degree of that to come in and actually fight the infection. So what these, uh, essentially zinc is playing a huge role in regulating the reactive oxygen species from coming in and attacking the pathogenic bacteria. And when I say regulating, it actually puts a ceiling on how much reactive oxygen species we actually sort of create. Uh, so for example, let's say, let's say I had an infection of some kind. Okay, that infection comes in, these immune cells go and they attack it. Okay, then the secondary response is, okay, we'll trigger some forms of reactive oxygen species to go attack it. Well, without zinc, the body might just create a bunch of reactive oxygen species to just attack it. It's like putting a nuclear bomb on something that you might've just needed a 22 caliber rifle for. It's like, you know, so then you're getting this huge inflammatory response, huge attack on the body that you didn't need. So zinc puts that ceiling. So it helps corral the immune system because what people don't often realize is the symptoms you feel when you get sick, that is your immune system doing the job. And the more symptoms that you have, a lot of times it's an overactivity of the immune system. So zinc just, that's just my favorite characteristic of zinc because people, people don't think about it like that. They don't think about the fact that this reactive oxygen species that's normally touted as a terrible thing actually when controlled is a very good thing. Yeah. I just, you know, for the record, you know, typically when I'm in the United States, I will, um, I will take zinc. Uh, from the perspective of eating a lot of oysters. Um, I love raw oysters and I eat oysters practically every day when I, when I can get them in the United States, but I'm not in the United States right now. So my regular regimen is to take a ZMA, which is zinc magnesium uh, each night before I go to bed, um, helps me sleep, keeps me regular. And then the zinc just really, like you said, kind of makes me wake up just feeling just a little bit more aware. You know, so I'm not going to say it's like a, like the adaptogens and some of the other things that you can take, but it's, 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 I feel a lot better when I'm, I'm on a ZMA regimen. Yeah, without a doubt, it's definitely noticeable. And when, when you're looking at people that are over the age of 40, especially there's two angles in which zinc is like super fascinating. For one, there was a study just specifically looking at uh, serum testosterone levels. So they found that, okay, if you took older individuals 
that were deficient or, or sorry, not deficient, but they were, uh, you know, lower levels of testosterone and were deficient in zinc. When they gave them zinc, then their testosterone levels went up tremendously. I think it was, uh, it went from 8.3 nanomoles per deciliter up to 16. So we're looking at almost double in a zinc deficient group. Okay. That's not saying that someone that has adequate levels of zinc can go and take zinc and explode their testosterone levels, but it's saying that someone that is older, that is suffering from possible low T that is deficient in zinc. If they supplement with zinc, they can see a pretty tremendous increase in their testosterone levels, which is so important as we get over the age of 40 for multiple reasons, mainly just retaining muscle mass and preventing sarcopenia and, and that muscle wasting that just naturally starts to happen after like age 35. The other piece is it works in tandem with helping or to called uh, adrenergic receptors, which can accept the testosterone. So it's increasing the affinity of the receptor for the testosterone. I always say like, you know, what good are a bunch of cars and trucks driving on the freeway if there's no exits, right? Like if there's no, if there's no exits and they're just constantly circulating, they're never able to get anywhere. They're just circulating. Testosterone's that way too, right? Like what good is a high level of testosterone if there's no exit, if there's no ability for it to leave and actually bind to a receptor? So increasing the affinity of a receptor, which zinc has the ability to do, that is, in my opinion, arguably more powerful than increasing your testosterone levels. I'd rather have them moderately low testosterone, but a high affinity than high testosterone with a low affinity. Yeah. And then there's a reason why they call uh, oysters the uh, Viagra of the sea. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> it actually happens. Yes. It's a real thing. Um, another another mineral that I think is is really important, and of course, it, it's a personal story, but it's potassium. I was I was training really hard and I, you know, just said, okay, I'm going to really get clean with my diet, really get clean with everything. And so I was, I was drinking a lot of water and I was in a very, very, um, let's say a humid area, very warm. And so I was sweating a lot. I was working out a lot. I was drinking a lot of water, got on an airplane for, you know, 26 hours. So, you know, very dry environment, got home, didn't feel so good. The second day I'm in the hospital. And I go into the hospital and the doctor's like, well, you're dehydrated and you have low potassium and low sodium. In fact, your potassium is so low that you're really close to going into a coma. If we hadn't put you on this uh, IV, saline IV, we could have lost you. And I, I, you know, I walked into the hospital and this could have happened. Why is it so important for us to keep our potassium and at some level our sodium balanced and, and where it needs to be? I tend to run low. So every time I go in to get a blood test, uh, I do check this and, and pay very particular attention to it. But, you know, I have to be very cognizant of how I feel. Yeah. And if I start feeling a little woozy, I'm immediately hitting some salt and some no salt to kind of make sure I get these minerals. Can you talk a little bit about why these are so important? Yeah. Well, you just nailed it right there. It's the first indicator. Okay. We got to think about our brains for a minute. Okay. We think about our nervous system and a lot of times people think, okay, my spinal cord and my nerves to my extremities. Okay, cool. Uh, I mean, the largest network of nerves, <laughs> neurons is in your brain, right? So you're going to feel nervous system effects in your brain more than anything. And I always like to kind of lead off with that because a lot of times when people are feeling cognitively just down and just feeling run down, they got perfect sleep, everything's aligned. Why am I feeling like this? Why am I feeling foggy? The first thing I say is increase sodium and potassium because what's happening is you have this, you know, sodium potassium pumps that are 
explain it like a slingshot. I know this is a podcast, so usually I can have cool little images that pop up on my videos. So I have to kind of, but think of it like a slingshot. Uh, when you are sending what's called an action potential, the potential to create energy or create a movement, let's say like the literal thought of me thinking, I want to lift this rock up. Okay. Well, that whole concept starts in the brain, obviously starts with the signal to eventually move my hand to pick up the rock. Well, that's a series of what are called action potentials, just like the name implies, the potential to make an action. Well, this travels down the nerve. It eventually goes to you know calcium channels and all this to ultimately move a muscle. But the simplicity of it is this. You have sodium that enters a cell, and that sodium enters a cell, and then potassium, that gate closes, and then a different gate opens, and potassium rushes out of a cell. And you have this constant changing of a sodium-potassium gradient. And it is that constant changing of sodium entering into a cell and potassium releasing it. Sodium entering into a cell and potassium releasing it into an axon that is ultimately sending that signal. So think of potassium like a slingshot. Okay, The sodium going into the cell is what is actually sending the signal. It's conducting the electricity. The sodium is like the electricity. Okay, That sodium enters into a cell, but without potassium, you don't have a slingshot to like pull the sodium back and kind of release it into the next cell. Okay. So that sodium and potassium relationship is so unbelievably important. And if you're deficient in potassium, what happens? Well, you're just bombarding the cell with a bunch of sodium conducting a bunch of electricity. First of all, you're going to cramp because you don't have the release from the potassium pulling the sodium or allowing the sodium to leave again and allowing it to go into the next phase. Okay. But you're also just left with uh, this basically electrically charged situation, that's a huge problem. And that happens again peripherally, like in the, our, our muscles and everything like that, but it's happening in our brain too. But our brain doesn't cramp, like not literally, but what will happen in our brain is we'll just end up with this disrupted signal from that sodium potassium pump. And that's just disengaging the whole circuit from working. So all of a sudden your brain just fogs up and you feel really just weak and kind of lame. Like you just don't feel like you can really have good thought. You can't articulate very well. And it's one of those things where taking in some potassium or a little bit of salt with some potassium uh, right then and there can almost instantaneously make you feel better. Salt is so important along with potassium because they counterbalance each other, right? So one of the symptoms of having low potassium is sensitivity to salt, okay? Because potassium is regulating that fluid balance inside and outside of the cell. If you're deficient in potassium and you're overrun with sodium, then what's happening is you don't have that balance. So when you do have more sodium, it's affecting the potassium rate to sodium ratio. You're only going to really develop like fluid retention issues and the bloating and the facial bloating and stuff that occurs with sodium if you are also deficient in potassium. People get afraid of sodium because like, oh, I don't want to be puffy. I don't want to retain water, this and that. I'm worried about, you know, becoming hypertensive. And I mean, full disclaimer, like if you are actually hypertensive, then yes, sodium can play, does play a role in that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if you're a normal, healthy individual, it does not. So that's, that's the big disclaimer there. If, if you are hypertensive, then yes, you do need to monitor sodium, but in a normal, healthy individual, large, large majority of the population you could usually add some sodium and not have a bunch of water retention as long as potassium levels are adequate. So you'll notice if I have a bunch of salt and you're sensitive to that salt, 
that's usually an indicator that your sodium-potassium ratio is a little bit off. could go on. I mean, basically, if you're cramping during an activity, it's almost invariably a potassium issue, not a magnesium issue. So that cramp will tell you right then and there. You need potassium more than anything. Yeah. And if you just throw water at it, uh, that's going to wash out some of the potassium you have existing. And it's a lot of the sodium. And you're going to potentially put yourself in a bad fix. So don't just drink water thinking you're fixing the cramp problem. Uh, Yes, you may be dehydrated, but you need those minerals as well. Definitely, definitely. And it's remember that the more sodium that you have in your body as well, the more that you're going to retain these other important minerals. Because sodium is the one that's really the determining factor of how much we urinate and how much we keep and how much we lose. So if you're deprived of sodium, then you're going to lose other minerals too, because you're going to be urinating more because there's less to hold on to. It's less osmolarity. So things are just flowing through you. And with that urine stream, you're not just losing sodium, you're losing everything else too. Why is chromium so important? Chromium is important in a a lot of different pathways, but I mean, the one that is most relevant probably to many people as far as the metabolism is concerned is, is simply for what's called GLUT4 translocation for allowing glucose to get into a cell better. So it's chromium. There are multiple studies that demonstrate that in an insulin dependent fashion, it allows glucose that is in the bloodstream to get into a cell better because chromium allows that GLUT4 to go from the nucleus of a cell into or out to the outer membrane of a cell. So what that means is this thing called GLUT4 that lives inside of our cells is kind of like a big net. And normally that GLUT4 is living inside of a cell, but when it sees glucose in the bloodstream or insulin, it magically goes to the outside of a cell and it catches the glucose in the bloodstream like a big net. Well, in most people these days, especially people over the age of 40 with mitochondrial dysfunction and levels of insulin resistance, that doesn't happen quite as much. That sleepy glute floor just kind of hangs out in the cell and doesn't come to the, uh, doesn't translocate to the membrane. Well, that's a problem because that means you're going to have high circulating blood glucose. You're also not getting energy into the cell. So the cell is sort of deprived and the cell is kind of running into an issue. Chromium increases that translocation. So it helps that GLUT4 get to the outside of a cell membrane quite easier. So then you can absorb that glucose better. There's also a bunch of just interesting data when it comes down to, um, there's a study that's published in the Journal of Nutritional Neuroscience that found that same kind of thing in the brain. Like it helps the brain against what's called brain insulin resistance. That same thing where we have high levels of glucose that are circulating through the brain that aren't getting taken up by the cells So then you're left with a highly oxidative situation in the brain where if you start getting granular with it, I mean, that could be an indicator of all kinds of different cognitive impairment that happens as we get older, not to mention mitochondrial dysfunction. Like the the cells within the brain are not able to utilize the fuel as efficiently. And when the cells don't utilize fuel efficiently, you're creating a lot of, let's just simply call it waste, right? It's like if you have a very efficient vehicle that is driving down the highway using all of its fuel with very little waste, you have efficiency. Quite the opposite in a vehicle that has fouled out plugs and just isn't working right, then you're having a lot of waste. Well, the more brain waste we have, so to speak, the more oxidative damage we have in the brain, which can definitely lead to some cognitive decline. So most of my interest with chromium comes from the carbohydrate metabolism piece. My own opinion is that much of the metabolic decline we see after the age of 40 
in all kinds of different situations is a result of just that, of that mitochondrial dysfunction, where just mitochondria has a hard time getting energy in, uh, insulin resistance, uh, literal like deformations and mutations in the mitochondria that are just inhibiting it from actually doing its function normally. Um, I mean, it's like an entire, it's things. I mean, I, I do generally recommend people that are over the age of even, well, any age really, but over the age of 30, I'm a huge fan of like taking, uh, NMN as well, which we can kind of have a sidebar conversation on, but, you know, just in terms of mitochondrial support, energy metabolism, um, and just kind of maintaining that integrity, so to speak, of the mitochondria. Yeah. The way I like to think about it, because the mitochondria are the engines of each cell, it's like putting sugar in the gas tank. It's yeah. just not going to, it's not going to work well. It's not going to go well. Exactly. Um, and we're doing that every day if we're not managing our blood sugar, managing our insulin sensitivity. And these minerals obviously play a part in that. So it's very important to make sure you're in a good mineral balance. Now, there's one mineral that a lot of people over the age of 40 start to really care about uh, because they get osteoporosis or osteopenia. And the doctor's like, you know, you're losing bone density. And a lot of people say, okay, well, I need to start taking calcium. But you mentioned in one of your videos why that might not be a good strategy uh, as far as supplementation to supplement with uh, calcium. Can you talk about that? And what are the things that we should be considering with regards to bone health? Yeah, um, I will say, you know, first and foremost, uh, you know, the American Heart Association had published a study that took a look at, you know, over 5,000 people in this particular case. And they found that, you know, generally, you know, supplementing with calcium was not necessarily beneficial. In fact, it was actually detrimental, especially when you look at coronary artery calcium scores and things like that. So when you're looking at uh, overall heart health, circulatory health, things like that, I caution you tremendously with taking a calcium supplement. We do not generally find ourselves deficient in calcium. That is not a common problem. Uh, the osteoporosis piece is absolutely a real deal, but that's more about calcium getting into the right place, right? That's more about shuttling calcium into the bone, which is more of a vitamin D3, K2 issue more than anything. So if you're concerned with that, I would highly suggest vitamin D3 or getting out in some sun and supplementing some vitamin K2. So it's you know, going through the proper pathways of storing in the bone. Um, because what happens when you take a calcium supplement is it's not like it's just magically going into the bone. It's circulating. And calcium and magnesium actually oppose each other. So you're in a kind of a constant balance between magnesium and calcium. And if you have too much calcium, you're counteracting magnesium and you find yourself in this like excitatory state where your uh, muscles are contracted and where you're having much more excitability in the neurons. And you really want to keep that at bay. That's not a good thing. It's not a good thing for the heart. That's not a good thing for the muscles, not necessarily a good thing for the nervous system. So magnesium is much more important in that game than calcium. And again, with our diet, you really do seldom come across, you know, diets that are really deficient in calcium these days. Like we usually do get enough in. So it's not like you find out, okay, I've got you know, a certain degree of osteoporosis and I'm going to go and start drinking a bunch of milk or start taking a calcium supplement. That's probably not going to help you out too much there. So just, I just caution people with that. It's much more important to pay attention to vitamin D, much more important to pay attention to magnesium and just get good amounts of calcium from the diet rather than an exorbitant amount from a supplement. Yeah. And the thing I would add is if you really want your body to know what you need it to do, exercise, do resistance yeah. training. The resistance training is going to turn on the building of bone in your body. It's going to build bone density as you get stronger, uh, as you increase the weight. 
and the resistance. And so if your doctor tells you you have uh, a problem, osteopenia, resistance training and a, a proper healthy diet are going to be your best bets. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to, it's also going to highlight deficiencies a lot faster too, you know, so, yeah. so in terms of being able to showcase, okay, well, maybe I'm deficient in potassium, maybe I'm deficient in magnesium. When you start kind of upregulating the oxidation of these minerals, then you can really, it, they rear their ugly heads a lot more. Like, like you mentioned, you, you run low on potassium. I'm the same way. Uh, I don't know if I would know that if I wasn't working out regularly, uh, because it highlights it. I noticed, oh, wow, yeah. you know, I'm a big cramper. It's a big problem <laughs> yeah. for me. It really yeah. is. It highlights it. <laughs> it absolutely does. <laughs> Thomas, I define wellness as being the healthiest, fittest, and happiest you can be. What are three strategies or tactics to get and stay well? Yeah. Um, so I'll give you a couple uh, that are like pragmatic, and then I'll give you one that's a little bit more uh, cheesy, woo-woo witch doctor. Um, First one is stop eating after 6.30, p.m. That's like one of the simplest things, advices that I can give people. Uh, not only is it going to probably reduce your caloric intake because you'd be surprised at how much you eat just after dinner or even just, you know, but as far as sleep is concerned, um, since having, you know, two small kids, I have really learned proper sleep hygiene. It was one of the most important things. And the biggest lever that you can pull with sleep hygiene and ultimately body composition and mental health is really not eating a couple hours before you go to bed. And that is just such a big thing. And kind of to, to double up on that, what I usually recommend is breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, dinner like a pauper, where you're just you're slowly decreasing the amount of food you're eating as the day goes on, bigger breakfasts, moderate-sized lunch relatively small dinner, and then stop cold turkey, 6.37 p.m., you will find your, your sleep onset is much better. The next one is one that not everyone has you know, access to, but it's something that if you can't use a sauna, you can take a very hot bath and get a similar effect. I found that, especially on days I can't really get a good workout in, or I feel maybe stiff, sore, I'm just achy, and a good workout isn't going to play in, Utilizing a sauna as what's called a hormetic stressor has been the most life-changing thing for me. It really has. Someone that's battled with sleep issues, someone that's battled with stress, anxiety, depression, it's such a huge thing for me. And there's multiple studies. I mean, obviously, the Finnish studies, there's tons of them, huge in, huge in Finland. I mean, I could, I could quote a bunch of different research. But try some heat therapy. Try it. Try it. You know, using your sauna at the gym, I will tell you, it's the best $3,500 investment you could ever make is getting a sauna uh, and just having one, but it's not always practical. I know it's a, it's a lot of money, but I would, I would quicker get rid of my car than my sauna. Let's put it that way. It helps with all kinds of different things in terms of, you know, just getting the heart rate up, the circulatory system, all kinds of stuff like that. The third one is, and it does kind of loop around with everything too, is don't be afraid to prioritize mental health above all else. Uh, as I've gotten older, I've really realized that when it comes down to lifestyle, when it comes down to wellness, it's only as good as your brain. And um, it used to be days when I would not want to skip a workout ever because I needed to stick with this, what I would consider artificial programming. When in reality now, it's not that I'm caving to the type the fact that I'm fatigued. It's more so, okay, well, some days it needs to be more of a mental workout. It needs to be something, you know, meditation, some kind of mindfulness practice, things like that. Yeah, sure. You may not burn the 300 calories that you thought you were going to burn. You can still get activity in other ways, but prioritizing, not just adding in, but prioritizing your mental health above all else 
I promise you, if you prioritize it, everything else will fall in line. Because if your head's not in the game right, trust me, you're not going to be getting the right workouts in. You're not going to be making the right food choices. The biggest absolute lever you can pull is your mindfulness. Well, Thomas, if someone wanted to learn more about you, the wonderful things you're doing with uh, the YouTube channel or anything else, where would you like for me to send them? You know, I, I think just send them to, uh, to YouTube. I think that's the best place for them to really get a lot of knowledge. Um, so that's just simple. You can just go to YouTube and type in Thomas DeLauer and uh, you'll be covered up with content. Also, my Instagram, just Thomas DeLauer. I have cut down shorter versions of my videos there. So in three to four minute chunks, but full disclaimer, you don't get the full effect. It's just, it's there for, you know, quick tidbits. Um, so definitely, you know, those two places, thomasdelauer.com, if anyone needs to actually get in touch with me literally and, you know, the contact form there. But I think the videos and Instagram are probably the best. And, um, you know, I wanted to also just kind of as a, a courtesy to people that are watching this, uh, or excuse me, listening, I'm so used to saying that, listening to a podcast, <laughs> listening to this podcast. Um, if you go to Verso, there's a company called Verso. I mentioned NMN. I just highly recommend there's a uh, 20% off discount just because, uh, in honor of this podcast. So Verso is an NMN, which is very powerful as you get older in terms of what's called NAD. They have a lot of good information on their site. Uh, so if you just use the code Thomas 20, that's code Thomas 20, uh, at Verso's website, which is literally V E R dot S O. Uh, just kind of a big thank you to uh, to Alan and a big thank you to for everyone that's listening. You can go to 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash 517 and I'll be sure to have the link there. Thomas, thank you so much for being a part of 40 Plus Fitness. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Welcome back, Raz. Hey, Alan. Give me just a second to fangirl right now. <laughs> Mike and I have been big fans of Thomas and Mike more so than me, but we've watched a lot of his videos. So it was really neat to have you or listen to your conversation with him. And it was also very interesting too. Yeah. Thomas, Thomas spent some money uh, getting as big as he got. You know, I, I used to see his ads on Facebook all the time. Huh. Uh, and uh, so that's how I, I knew who he was. Uh, but it was his agent that reached out and said, hey, We'd like to get Thomas on the show. Uh, he's got a book coming out in March, so I'm hopeful oh. I can get him back on the show soon to talk about his new book. Uh, but yeah, he he dives deep into these topics, uh, keto, fasting, and then, of course, anyone who's gone through keto knows you have to take a look at your minerals and make sure that mm -hmm. you're, you're getting your electrolytes, getting your minerals, and, and getting the nutrition. Because, uh, you know, these, um, these diets, keto, carnivore, mm -hmm. vegan... They're restricting food groups and any diet that restricts food groups is something that you have to pay attention to the nutritional aspects of the food that you're eating. Mm -hmm. You cannot just eat leafy greens, and carrots <laughs> and potatoes and, and, and be okay. You're going to right. have to make sure you're getting the nutrients that your body needs. And that means a variety of foods within the realm of what you can eat. And then mm -hmm. if you can't get what you need from the foods that you're eating, then you've got to find that alternative. And sometimes, yeah, that is supplements. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate how he mentioned that he prefers not to supplement unless it's absolutely necessary. And, and you're right. We can get all these nutrients and foods, but like I was mentioning to you, uh, I struggle with getting enough iron in my diet. I, I now I'm kind of wondering how much magnesium I'm getting. I'm going to have to take a closer look at that. But like when my, um, my tastes change, you know, in the summer I can eat salads all day long, but in the winter, the last thing I want to do is 
is uh, have leafy greens. And so my iron will plummet and Lord knows what else, but you know, um, it is, if you can't get what you need to get in your food, then a supplement might be handy. Yeah. And you know, I wanted to have the conversation with him, but I, I kind of just came to the conclusion that I already knew the answer, uh, mm-hmm. which is probably not the right way to approach a podcast is, oh, I already know the answer. So I'm not even going to ask this question. Uh, <laughs> I probably, probably should have, but a lot of people ask is like, you know, you can do blood tests for this stuff. And the, and, yeah. and the answer is absolutely. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. When I go in for my blood test, I make sure potassium and sodium are on my blood test. Cause if you hear the story, um, I, I, basically went into seizures and was within inches of going into a coma. I mean, quite yeah. liter- literally right there, the numbers I had, he said, you're lucky you are not right now in a coma. Uh, mm-hmm. You caught it just in time. You got to the emergency room just in time. And um, I only went to their emergency room because when I threw up, uh, when I had the seizure, it hurt mm-hmm. my chest. So I, that night mm-hmm. I was laying there, not still not feeling right. And my chest started hurting and I'm like, okay, I got to go to the hospital. This might be something else. They popped the nitroglycerin in me straight away, walked me in the back, started putting me, put me on an IV and then started taking blood and and put me on EKG and did all that stuff before they came back around and said, oh, you're dehydrated and you're depleted of sodium and potassium. He's like, so it's this Mm -hmm. horrible, horrible thing because you know, you need water, but if we put water in, it's going to wash okay. more of the sodium and potassium out. Yes. So it's like right now you're on a saline drip. And he said, that's right now all we can really do. And mm-hmm. so I, I finished that saline drip and he said, go in tomorrow, get another blood test to figure out where your sodium and potassium. And it was still low. So he said, come back to the emergency room, get another uh, <sighs> saline. Uh, so yes. I was back in the hospital the next day, getting another saline and then finally was like, okay, I'm here. You know, they, they told me get some Gatorade, but I'm like, okay, no, I'm not going to, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I know. So, so yeah. what I did, I, I actually went down the aisle and I ended up uh, with a, a big bottle of spicy V8, you know? So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, uh, I'll do this because at least it, it, if it feels better. They got fruit on the label and vegetables on the label. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't just glorified sugar water, but all that said is, is yeah, you can measure the blood on this, but you're changing all the time. And Mm -hmm. so depending on what you ate last night, depending on how much water you drank, depending on everything else, um, you may be deficient tonight, even though you were Mm -hmm. fine this morning, the same with iron, you know, if you had a, a good meal, you could wake up in the morning, check your iron and you're just fine. And then you come Mm -hmm. back four hours later and now you're anemic again. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's just one of those things that, yeah, you can test it. And maybe if you think you have a problem, go ahead and get it tested. Uh, but if you're cramping, if you're fatigued, uh, you know, we gave you some of the minerals, the magnesium, the sodium, potassium, uh, that's around the cramping area. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're feeling just the general fatigue, you can look at chromium, you can look at some of the others, um, but a good, well-balanced diet mm-hmm. that is sourced from good places. So uh, the stuff you're buying just in the general part of your grocery store is probably coming from an over-farmed farm. And <laughs> they put just enough of whatever it needs, the, you know, nitrogen and this other stuff in the ground mm-hmm. to grow it. You know, when, you, when they talk about hydroponics, they're not typically putting minerals in there. They're just putting what it needs for the plant to grow and produce. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and so you're not necessarily getting the minerals that you need, even though you'd say, okay, what should I eat for? Like you said, iron and you mm-hmm. say finish and kale and all those dark green leafy vegetables mm-hmm. uh, and red meat. Um, but then you're, you may not be getting much iron from them because if there wasn't iron in the soil, mm-hmm. it's depleted, then it's, yeah, it's leafy green, but it's not giving you exactly what you need. Um, so supplementation might just be a solution for a lot of us and it's unfortunate, but, you know, sourcing your food well, and then taking some precautions probably makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, I, I agree with you. The quality of the food and where it comes from could make a big difference in the quantity of minerals that that item contains, you know, an apple um, grown here in Michigan and uh, California versus Florida. I mean, you got three different areas, three different soil classifications. It could, it could vary greatly. It's going back to your previous uh, podcast about calories. It's the same thing. It's kind of a, a loose, uh, loose estimation as to how much minerals are in, in that particular piece of food. But, you know, you do both of you brought up a good point about exactly understanding how you're feeling and paying closer attention to uh, your body and what signals it's giving off and then responding accordingly with a different food item that might help. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, there are going to be some, some telltale signs, you know, he gave mm-hmm. you, um, Thomas gave you quite a few of those. So, yeah. you know, if, if you feel fatigued, um, that's not normal. Um, there's, there's something missing. Um, and you can look into that if, if you're mm-hmm. feeling cramps, uh, regularly and in, in bed or, you know, just like you're out, um, then you might have a problem. And then you want to look at circumstances. So, you know, you're up in Michigan where it's really right now, probably cool, cold mm-hmm. and dry. Yes. So the, yes. the dry, the, the, the cold pulls all the moisture out of the air. Mm-hmm. As a result, you become a little less hydrated and mm-hmm. that can cause some problems. I'm down yeah. in this really nice, hot, humid location. Um, but as a result, I sweat a lot more uh, mm-hmm. year round. I don't have a non-sweating season. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> you know, so I, I really do have to pay attention to my electrolytes because I know I have this this tendency. So, um, again, just paying attention, uh, you know, not being afraid of things and just saying, I'm going to try it because minerals as a general rule, if you're buying them as a supplement are not Mm -hmm. that expensive. This is not like you've got to go out and spend $70 for um, a month's supply of minerals. You quite Mm -hmm. literally can get them for pennies, a pennies, a pill. Um, Mm -hmm. and they give you, you know, a lot of what you need and you take it for a little while and you see how you feel. Mm-hmm. Now, if the cramps go away, if you're feeling better, particularly with cramps and the electrolytes, you should feel better on, like within 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these right. others, you might have to take it like iron. You may have to take that for a little while to kind of get yeah. that to build up. Uh, yeah. But it's just a function of saying, okay, I'm going to start taking this supplement and I'm going to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And it's an experiment. So I'm only going to change this one thing. I'm going to mm-hmm. start taking this supplement. I'm going to not going to change my programming. I'm not going to change my uh, food. I'm not going to change my sleep. I'm not going to change how much more water I'm drinking. I'm going to try to just change this one thing. And then you see how it changes you, how, how you feel. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't change anything for you, then maybe that's not what you needed anyway. So stop. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then if you feel fine after you stop, then good. You don't have to pay that mm-hmm. penny a pill. But um, just just realize that your health and fitness is unique to you. 
We're all going to be going through this. The nutrition you have access to, the nutrition that you're eating based on the variety of things that you eat, things that you like to eat and you don't eat, uh, particularly if you're doing something that's more of a restrictive diet of like kicking entire food groups out, uh, Mm -hmm. then it's just something for you to think about. If I'm not eating that, how am I getting this? Right. Absolutely. And magnesium is important. It is. (laughs) (laughs) More so than I thought. (laughs) Well, it's kind of one of those like, like, quiet little things that you know, we never talk about, but it, no. it's involved in so much of the processes within the body. And you, you kind of like, you, you know, build it. Uh, another one that's really important is, is phosphorus. And you don't even think about that. Where am I getting Not my phosphorus all. from? Well, you can get it. <laughs> you can get it from cruciferous vegetables. So if you're not eating asparagus, broccoli, or cauliflower, you might not be getting enough phosphorus. And as a result, your energy levels might be lower. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's just, there's, there's so many things out there that can affect how your body produces energy, the B vitamins, the, the yeah. minerals, all those things. And so just making sure that you're getting a good variety of foods and yep. if you're still not feeling it, give, give a supplement a try and see if that makes you feel better. And if it does, then, then maybe you've solved some problems and you're not going to have to go to the doctor and say, I don't understand why I'm in fatigue. And it's like, well, fatigue is a symptom of just about every disease we ever talk about with our clients. <laughs> yes. So it could be anything, really, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. you, you, you could have dengue fever, you could have COVID, you could have a common cold, you could have uh, anemia, you could have, <laughs> um, uh, you know, a magnesium deficiency. Um, mm-hmm. There's so many different things that could be causing that. So, you know, making sure you're getting good food supplementing if you feel like it's necessary um mm-hmm. and then just paying attention because your body it gives you this this feedback loop that's really really cool yep that's absolutely sounds like sound advice alan great interview thank you thank you mm-hmm. and like i said i'm going to try to get him back on he has a book coming out uh in march so i'm hopeful that we'll be able to connect and he's a busy guy uh but i'm hopeful we can connect and get him back on the show soon um, wow. and bef- now, before we sign off, I did want to remind you, uh, if you're looking to lose weight in the new year, so we get into January and you, you want to lose some weight and you, you want to have a little bit of help doing that, I want you to check out my win at weight loss program. It's a six week program. Uh, I can't take a ton of people because I'm not like a lot of trainers out there that say, oh, I'm a big name. So I'm going to offload you to my junior trainers. Uh, I don't do that. It's just me. So there are a limited number of slots I'm going to be able to have. So go ahead and get on the waiting list. If you're interested, go to 40plusfitness.com forward slash win. And that's 40plusfitness.com forward slash win. Perfect. That sounds great, Alan. All right. We'll talk to you next week then. Take care. You too. Next time on the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we meet Tara Garrison and discuss her book, Short-Term Keto. Until then, have a happy and healthy week.